Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm already pretty high, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about one of my Commander Decks. This We all know this, but this country has two original sins. One of them we'll never be able to atone for, not even close. The time for forgiveness is long gone. The second one, I don't know if we can atone for it, but we're still living it. <laughs> That's for sure. And, uh, still living it right now. So for the three people listening to this, of course, I'd like to voice my support for everybody out there fighting. I'm doing what I can here. You know, money, calls, emails, petitions. I can't be out there right now, but uh, I would be. I would be. So anyway, tonight I'm smoking, uh, uh, what's this shit called? Uh, um, something, something. Fuck, where are the names on these goddamn motherfucking things? Uh, Sunday Driver. It's called Sunday Driver. That took a long time to get to that point. So I've been smoking some Sunday Driver and musing about the end of the Republic. You know, things like that. You're lucky that I haven't gotten baked on this. That wasn't going to work out at all. You're lucky that I haven't gotten so high on this thing. That I haven't like gone off into tangents on Roman history. Specifically the late Republic, early Empire period. Which is the part that everybody knows. But, I, uh, yeah, you're lucky that I haven't uh, gone down that route. Because there are some similarities to what's going on right now. Anyway, um, I just realized that... Uh, Considering all that's going on with the protests and everything, um, that I'm going to very tastefully talk about a mono white deck. So this deck is all white. <laughs> I guess it, that's awful. Anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about my God Eternal Oketra deck. God Eternal Oketra. Um, so uh, maybe not the whitest deck I have. I do have that angel deck, but this deck's, I mean, yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, the deck's got, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to smoke up first because I got to explain, I got to explain some things about this deck. Hold on a second. <coughs> okay. So God eternal Oketra. I'm going to go ahead and read Oketra. I'm going to go ahead and read Oketra. God eternal Oketra from War of the Spark, right? Three, white, white, for a legendary creature, zombie, god, which is pretty metal. Oketra's a 3-6 with double strike. When god eternal Oketra dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it into its owner's library, third from the top. So all those, I'm a kit, I'm a kit. I see I did it. All those, uh, more of the spark gods do that. But here's what really matters. Whenever you cast a creature spell, create a 4-4 black zombie warrior creature token with vigilance. 
I open this card in a draft. And this is the type of card that when you open it, a when you open it in a draft, you um, what's the word? You win. And I won that draft. This card is a how. Everyone says it's a house in limited. I don't know how you beat this card in limited. I really don't. I like this card. I wanted to play it. I wasn't sure about it as a commander. So I thought, okay, well, what? I don't really want to. What do you do with this? You play white weenie, I guess. And so I thought, well, what about hate bears? What about hate bears? Because that way I would be casting creatures that would give me these four fours. And those creatures would have static effects to slow my opponents down while I'm beating them in the face with four fours with vigilance. Which a four four with vigilance is not bad, actually, in um, Commander. It's fine. It's a mid-sized creature. But you make a lot of them, and, and you're, you're fucking with your opponents. Uh, anyway, so I decided to make a hate bear deck. It is called Undeath and Taxes. Thank you very much. So, Poketra has a converted... So, so, so Anyway, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, uh, slow my opponents down with hate bears. Not quite stacks, but, you know, stacks-ish. And then, uh, and then while I'm doing that... Uh, Everything kind of doing that. Um, can I say doing that one more time? With every new, new everything doing that, <laughs> then I'm going to. Th then I have these four fours that I can hit you with, and the other creatures too. But so uh, the deck has an average CMC of two point eight three, and it has well, okay. So it has three snow covered planes. I need a fourth one, but it has three snow covered planes. And 23 regular planes, so 26 planes. But I have to explain something. So we're magic players, right? We're all we're all commander players, right? Most of you, you like your lands to match. And honestly, you don't like it when other players' lands don't match. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing over there? We, we like the aesthetics of a good commander board. This deck is trying to tilt those people. <laughs> so... Every planes in this deck is different. And part of the in the deck is if I had I didn't go out of my way, but if I have a white bordered version of a card, I'm gonna run that. And it's just to tilt people. It's just to make it as ugly and as unpleasant to look at as possible to go along with the kind of stacksy hate bearsy thing. It's silly. But it's it's just something I decided to do with the deck. And it has worked. Like it hasn't won me games, but it has tilted people <laughs> when they go, Your lands are terrible. I know. Actually, they're not all terrible. So going through, I've got a couple like kind of basic foil ones. I've got an unhinged. Um, I've got a Grand Prix. Got some Zendikar, original uh, Zendikar. I've got this uh, Guild Weekend planes. Got a, a, a foil unsanctioned planes. I've got a nice white bordered revised plane, kind of dirty around the edges too, which is awesome. I have a white bordered one from a starter deck, like 90, 1995 starter deck. Um... I've got a white border mirage. I've got a, uh, an unglued. I've got a foil um, Theros Beyond Death. Let's see. I've got a uh, what's this one from Unstable. I've got snow covered planes. I've got one from Cold Snap, but it's in Chinese. One from Ice Age, and of course one from Modern Horizons. Um, a couple more foils here and there. Amiket. 
Uh, I've got a gold-bordered 8th edition uh, one that I guess is from a championship deck. Uh, I have a uh, yeah, Mercadian Mask one or whatever, and then a Beta Planes. Um, so every Planes is different. So uh, every Planes is, 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 a di- is different in the deck. And, um, and again, it's just there to kind of uh, maybe to tilt people. So as usual, I will go through the deck. Um, you want to run a lot of creatures in this deck. This deck usually does pretty well. Um, it suffers from what a lot of it. It suffers from what a lot of white decks suffer from. I apologize for starting this thing already high. Anyway, it has you know it suffers from a lot of the problems that white has. Uh, but it, it, it's won a handful of games, and it, it can do it can do stuff. You know, it can do stuff. There are things I could do to make it more powerful, but I don't yet. Anyway, so I'm just going to go through the cards as, as usual. I'm not, I'm not pro-looting, but I'm not anti-rioting, you know? Anyway. Let's do it. Amiria the Sky Ruin. Well, that's boring. Um, Amiria, of course, is the first. Uh, uh, it's a mono white deck. You run Amiria if you've got it. Anointed Procession. Um, a catcher makes tokens. I'm trying to make tokens. So Anointed Procession makes, you know, double the tokens. There are a couple powerful enchantments in this deck. And Anointed, Proce- Anointed Procession is definitely a card that can help you kind of get over the hump and win. White Mane Lion. Okay, here we are. White Mane Lion is a problematic card. Uh, it's not problematic. White Mane Lion is a good card in this deck. White Mane Lion, one in a white for a 2-2 cap with flash. And whenever it enters the battlefield, return a creature you control to its owner's hand. It does not say other creature. So White Mane Lion is, if Oketra is in play, White Mane Lion is at any time you want, you can make as many 4-4 four, four zombies as you have mana. Right. So for every two mana... Or maybe with a reducer, only one mana, you can make as many as you want. And then untap and do it again. White Mane Lion is a... It, it's, it's a good card if you need to save something. You know, I've used it to save Oketra before. But it's also just... I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a combo with the commander. Swords to Plowshares. Nice revised white border. Just because, you know, someone comes at you and then, like, you swords their, their thing. And then... They're already salty, but then they see it's like an ugly-ass, dirty, revised one. <laughs> um, Odric, Luminarch Marshal. Odric is the Lunarch Marshal. He's not the Luminarch Marshal. He has nothing to do with fucking angels. Although he's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, Odric, Lunarch Marshal, three and a white for a legendary creature, human soldier, three, three. Okay, here's a mouthful. At the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn if a creature you control has first strike. The same is true for Flying, Death Touch, Double Strike, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Skulk, <laughs> Skulk, Trample, and Vigilance. I love how they thought Skulk was going to be a thing. Anyway, um, uh, Odric is a win condition in the deck. If you All you need is one flyer, and all of a sudden all my zombies fly. Um, uh, Oketra has Double Strike. Just get, playing him and giving your whole team Double Strike. And remember, this is on every combat. 
So it's also a great defensive card. But you know, you have indestructible creatures, you have you have creatures with that are hexproof, you have creatures that can fly, you have creatures that can trample. I don't know if I have any creatures that can trample. And Odric gives but, but more than the most important thing is it, it it'll give flying and it'll give um what? It'll give flying and it'll give double strike. And and vigilance. I think there's some vigilance in here. So Odric is just a good way to just it's 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 a it's he's really just a beefy anthem. He's a good card. Beefy. Spirit of the Labyrinth. Uh, each player can't draw more than one card each turn. Of course, it's a two mana three one enchantment creature. Listen, I'm playing mono white. Fuck off. I draw one card, you draw one card. We're playing fucking fair. I'm playing white. You draw a card, I draw a card. Simple, clean magic as Garfield intended. Enlightened Tutor. Like I said, I have powerful enchantments in the deck. It's a good way to go get one. Giant Killer. Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk here. Uh, Giant Killer's fine. It's, a, it's um, you know, three mana to destroy a creature with power four or greater, which is fine. Uh, it is in speed, which is okay. And then it's one mana for a creature. So it's a way to kind of bake. It's like a murderous rider in a way, right? I'm finding a way to... To have a creature so that I can cast it even after I use the ability or just cast it for one, which will get me the 4-4. The four, four. Casting this and getting a 1-2 and then a 4-4 four, four Vigilance is worth it for one mana for sure. So, And then it also doubles as a, as a conditional and not great removal spell. But I'm okay with not great. Rest in peace. Non-bows with a couple things in this deck. But if, you run, if I run up against a deck that this will just hose, then rest in peace is going to be great. Oketra's Monument of the great, of the, I'm not even say great monument cycle, but pretty cool. Three mana for a legendary artifact. White creature spells you cost. <laughs> I knew I was, I knew I was going to fucking do that. I knew I was going to flip casting cost. White creature spells you cast cost one less to cast. And then whenever you cast a creature spell, create a one, one white warrior creature token with vigilance. Now there's a lot of reasons to run this card in here. One, it's Oketra's Monument. Let Oketra have her monument. Second, it's a white deck, so uh, making the creatures cost less is just great. And then getting that 1-1, there's, there's some token synergies in this deck. And getting that 1-1 is nice. It's even better if it's a 4-4 flyer with vigilance. But we'll get there. Batter Skull. Uh, like I said, this deck has a... Um, has a uh, kind of a death and taxes feel to it. Batter Skull is one of the targets for my one of the targets for my um, spoiler Stoneforge Mystic. Also, really good with Audric because giving your team vigilance and lifelink is pretty good. Uh, it's just a, it's just a good card, and I, I I needed another target for my Stoneforge Mystic. Grand Abolisher. Uh, this is maybe, well, I guess Spirit of, La Spirit of the Labyrinth is, but this is one of the other, you know, hate bears, of course. Uh, two mana during your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. It's just a way to protect yourself. Um, it's kind of staxy. Again, like, imagine all these cards, but then imagine them coming with a 4-4 with Vigilance. Right? That's what you're kind of doing. I mean, that is what you're doing. <laughs> um, crackdown. All right, so it should maybe be Meekstone, but Crackdown is a 
two and a white for an enchantment. Non-white creatures with power three or greater don't untap during their controller's untap steps. Yeah, it, it, um, it, I don't have a lot of big creatures in here. It does show down catcher, but that's okay. Um, but in the creatures I do have that are big, the four fours have vigilance. So Crackdown is just a very, it's probably the mean, maybe the meanest card in the deck. Maybe we'll find some others, but this might be the meanest card that I'm running. So it's not too bad. I'm not running like a smokestack or anything. Council's Judgment, just a good, efficient way to get rid of something. Castle Ardenvale, I think not playing it in a mono-white deck is a mistake. It's just free value. And again, I don't mind making tokens. Strip Mine, and I got to have a little hate for the uh, the lands that I'm you know having a problem with, you know, so... It, it, I don't I don't know why I'm trying to make an excuse for running a fucking strip mine. Ranger of Eos um, from Modern Horizons, of course. Three and white for a 3-2 human soldier. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for up to two creature cards with CMC one or less. Reveal them, put them into your hand. I don't think this is actually the modern... Is this Modern Horizons? No, this is Modern Masters. This is the old one. The other one's Modern Horizons. Duh. Anyway, um, tutors up a couple of one drops. I don't have a ton, but um, it's a body, and it, it goes and gets me another body. It gets me two more bodies. Again, you know, it gets me Jack the Giant Killer, you know, or whatever that fucking card is called. Imposing Sovereign. Okay, here here we're getting into some of the some of the kind of the hate pieces, right? Imposing Sovereign, one and a white for a two one creature human creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. That's it. Just slow the fuck down. Just slow the fuck down. It's divine, um, not divine. Wow, it's um, fucking Sunday driver. It's um, fuck that card that everybody hates with extort the enchantment. That one. It's kind of that, but on a creature, so it triggers Oketra. One thing that is great, Oketra is a cast trigger, so it's good against control in that way. You know, you can counter my Imposing Sovereign. Not that you would, I guess, maybe. But uh, it, it doesn't matter. I'm getting the 4-4 anyway. Blind Obedience. I knew I would get there. Catastrophe. White-bordered Urza Saga Legacy. Some Urza thing. Uh, Catastrophe. You may not know this one. Catastrophe is 4 white-white for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures or all lands. Creatures destroyed this way can't be regenerated. Listen, I'm running this for the creatures. However, it has come to my attention that some green players are greedy as fuck. And it's also come to my attention that in some metas, it's not out of line to blow up all the fucking lands. I don't like doing it. I'd like to try it in here. But anyway, I don't like doing it. But this way, yeah, six mana destroy for a Wrath of God is terrible. It's in here. It's ugly as fuck. The uh, the white border is just awful. It's all the p colors kind of faded. But this way, I've got a I've got an Armageddon in the deck if I need it. If it's that kind of game, most games I play are not. But if it's that kind of game, you know, controversial. I know, but oh look at that white bordered revised Wrath of God right next to it. Elish Norn, the Grand Cenobite. Speaking of cards that I opened in Limited, I opened Elish Norn, 
I opened Alex Norian Limited. Limited. See how that went? Didn't. Didn't. I, you didn't. You didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, but I opened Ellis Norn in a sealed pool, GPLA, a while back. And uh, it turns out when you open Ellis Norn in your sealed pool, you um you win. Fortunately, I had to leave the tournament, the um the 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 event early. But I I was three zero on my way to doing better when I had to drop out. Uh, had this token deck and watching your opponent who has never seen Ellis Norn before, which two of my opponents had not, reading Ellis Norn is a treat. They go, okay, seven mana, four, four, seven. Okay, vigilance, okay. Other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and their face falls a little bit. And then they go, creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. And you can see the moment their heart breaks, like, like Ralph Wiggum. You can just see their heart just crunch. Uh, you know, I gotta have a way to, I gotta have a way to finish things off. Tithe taker. Um... People, I think, thought this was going to be bigger. During your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities your opponent's activate cost one more to activate unless they're mana abilities. It's kind of like a worse Grand Abolisher. It also has Afterlife 1, but which, eh, you know. Eh, Thalia Garden. Thalia the Garden of Thraben. No. Thalia the Gardener of Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. This is a secret lair. Um, one and a white for, of course, the human soldier. Non-creature spells cost one more to cast. Um, I have mostly creatures. Uh, I can, I can, I can take a, a turn off and pay a little bit more for some of my non-creature spells. But Thalia just slows people down. This is the newest card in the deck, Draneth Magistrate. So two mana for a one three. I know it's not technically a bear, but it's kind of a bear for a human wizard. Your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. Okay, listen. I know this card got banned in Brawl, apparently. And yes, technically, it shuts people off from playing their commanders. Not technically. I mean, technically, but also just, yeah, it shuts people off from playing their commanders. But it also prevents shenanigans. It also shuts down Thousand Year Storms, and it shuts it shuts down all sorts of, is it, like, is it shit, you know? And, um, yeah. And then here's the thing. If it's, if it's, if it's keeping you from casting your commander, come get some, you know, like it's a one, three. If you can't, if your deck is incapable of killing a one, three, uh, uh, I don't know what to say to you, you know, you want my draft magistrate, come and take him. But like, it's fine. I don't even know why he's banned. I, I get it. I mean, he's unfun, I guess, but like, come on and commander. It's fine. Throne of the High City, just, uh, you know, Mono White trying to draw some cards. Path to Exile. I need an uglier Path to Exile, but there aren't really any ugly ones. Umazawa's Jite. Um, I should get the From the Vault one for this because it's atrocious looking. But anyway, Jite is just, uh, it goes with the Stoneforge Mystic that I haven't haven't talked about yet. But um and uh, it's just a good control card. It's a good way to, uh, I mean, it's just a cool card. And it's really good on Oketra with the double strike and stuff. Uh, mana Tithe. <laughs> nice full full art Mana Tithe. Um, player's Reward. You know, it's fun to get somebody with Mana Tithe. Oh, yeah. Gold Bordered Collector's Edition Land Tax. Oh, yeah. 
you know, the white Phyrexian arena, draw you three cards a turn, but oh, it's gold board. It's got this printed gold signature on it from whoever the fucking player was that won with the card. Oh, so gross. Uh, Ark of Araska, again, just, you know, drawing some cards. Sword of the Animist, one of the best ways to ramp in Mono White. You have a lot of basics, and you have a lot. And in this deck, you have a lot of little creatures. So even before you get your Oketra game plan going, because Oketra does cost five, so that can be a problem. But but early on, you know, you play a Thalia, you, you play this, you play Thalia, you equip it, you know, while everybody's catching up or, or whatever, you, you get a couple swings in with a, a small creature, and you get some lands. It's a great card. Linvala, Keeper of Silence. 3-4 Flyer, activated ability is a creature your opponent's control can't be activated. It only affects my opponent, so it can't be bad. Loxodon, Gatekeeper. Artifacts, creatures, and lands your opponent's control come into play tapped. This one's kind of mean. It's a 4-4, four, four, or it's a 2-3 for 4. It's a big old holy font. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to slow you down. I'm trying. I'm just trying to slow you down. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not. I'm not casting Tangle Wire. I'm not casting Arma. Well, I'm, I have Catastrophe, but still, I'm not. I'm just trying to just slow it down, man. Cold Steel Heart and Giver of Runes. Um, yeah, just a nice one drop to go get with the Ranger, and uh, uh, and yeah, and it can punch through damage. You know. Uh, you know, just like just like it's a big. I was gonna say it's big sister, but it's mom. Is it the is this the daughter of the mother of runes? I don't know. So, um, so that's halfway. Yeah, Oketra is uh, yeah. So so you see what I'm doing, right? I'm I'm not playing super mean cards, but I'm playing meanish cards. Um, cards that you no know, prevent. I'm not playing the one uh, Leon and Arbiter or whatever. The one you have to pay to search. I probably should. And um, yeah, so let me um, let me go uh, get a little a little higher. I'm not sure that's advisable, but let me get a little higher and um, and and uh, get back to this. I mean, the only way this deck has to win is the beat down. There's literally nothing else. The real superstar in the deck, I'm gonna be honest with you, is Audric. Like, Audric is just fucking phenomenal. And if he get, if I if we're playing against this deck and I get Audric out, kill him immediately. Is he's he's just super powerful. I don't like Audric decks because they just feel like sliver decks. But Audric's super good. Anyway, it's uh I had a little more afternoon delight. Afternoon delight? Ooh, that's sexy. No, not afternoon delight. Um Sunday Driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, well, you know, sure. Same thing. Anyway. All right, let's 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 get through this nonsense. Knight of the White Orchid, playing mono white. You know, uh, you know. I mean, it, it sucks on the play, but uh, not on the play. It sucks if you're going first, but it's not too bad. You can you're you're white. You will always fall behind on lands. Immortal Sun. Once upon a time, I think this deck ran a couple of planeswalkers, but then I realized, eh, like. Who needs fucking planeswalkers? Like, I just need another creature. You know, I just need more creatures. So I took out the planeswalkers, and I had this signed um, Immortal Sun, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a hate effect. Players can't activate planeswalkers. And it's a draw. 
and it costs, I mean, it, you know, obviously six mana is a lot, but, you know, this whole deck, like I said, it was catcher cost five. I don't really start really doing cool shit till after that anyway. Mother of Runes, just classic death and taxes creature, of course. So Goldmere is, um, of course, two mana for a 1-1 one, one that uh, artifact creature that taps to make a white. It's a slow mana rock, but that's fine. It's a slow deck, and if I draw it late, it 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 triggers a Ketra. Here's the one. <laughs> Ranger Captain Devios. This is the Modern Horizons one. I got the logos confused. Forgive me. Three mana, the logos, the set symbols, whatever. Three mana for a 3-3 three, three win. It enters the battlefield. You search your library for a creature card with CMC one or less. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. Uh, so it just does half of what the other one does. But then it also has Sacrifice. This creature, your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. So it's not bad. Like It gets around things like a, an Aetherize or something. You know, you can... You can, uh, if you think your opponent's holding up a trick, like the blue mage, that sneaky-ass blue mage, you can sack this, you know, to clear the way. Um, it obviously doesn't, you know, you don't. I don't have any combos I'm protecting with it, but, you know. Sarah Ascendant, speaking of a target for Ranger Captain Devios. Um, the thing about Sarah Ascendant, I've been playing this card since I started playing Commander. Yeah, turn one, it's fucking stupid, but... After that, it's not great, but it's good in here because uh, it's, it's just it's a it's a cheap white creature. And if you get it out, turn one, you're gonna get pretty far ahead. Mentor of the Meek, just a way to draw some cards. Most of the creatures in here have a power two or less, other than the zombies. Of course, or Thalia, Her Thalia Heretic Cathar, which I just pulled. Um, anyway, the 3-2. Creatures in non-basic lands, your opponent's control, enter the battlefield tapped. I have a few of those effects. Obviously, we've seen that. We saw the Loxodon. We saw the um, Opposing Sovereign. It's just uh, cracked down a little bit. It, you know, it's an effect. It's, it's one of the effects I really do want because I have these vigilant threats, and I just want your stuff to just be a little slower, you know? I'm always back on defense and attacking, and I want your stuff to come in slower. That's the number one kind of stacksy effect I'm looking for. Gilded Lotus. It's a mono deck. It's just a way to just power out some mana. All right. This is the third time I've talked about this card. Divine Visitation. What's better than casting a creature spell and getting a 4-4 black zombie with vigilance? What about a 4-4 white angel with vigilance and flying? Oh, yeah. And then there's, of course, other token makers in the deck as well. If I have an excuse to run Divine Visitation, I'm going to. Basically, just <laughs> basically Divine Visitation in this, in this deck mostly just says your creature set flying. <laughs> it just takes my 4-4s four with Vigilance and just gives them flying. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just a, it's an archetype of imagination. <laughs> um, Alloy Mirror, same thing as the Gold Mirror. Ghostly Prison. I don't love Ghostly Prison effects. I don't. I'm not a fan of Pillow Fort at all. Propaganda, things like that. I fucking hate them. However, in here, it seems to make sense. It's good if I get off to a slow start. The deck is meaning to be a pain in the ass. And it's just a little, a little insurance, again, to slow things down. I want to be the only one doing stuff because the stuff I'm doing isn't super powerful, right? That's the thing. The stuff I'm doing is not broken. 
the stuff I'm doing is very basic. I'm putting creatures into play and attacking with them. But, therefore, but, therefore, so, and what with, <laughs> but, wait, attacking creatures. Uh, well, fuck, I lost it. It wasn't even that good. Anyway. Anyway, I just, again, what I'm doing is fair, but it's, and it's not very good, but if you're not doing anything, it's good enough. Even Mind Sensor, uh, of course, a uh, great card to shut your opponents down from searching. It is, of course, also a flyer, which is nice for Audric. I'm talking like Audric, like he's the commander, and he would not be a good commander for this deck. But an Audric deck, like I already said that it plays like slivers, but it plays like fucking slivers. Aura of Silence, just a way to, you know, yeah, fuck with your my opponent's enchantments a little bit. Again, it's one-sided. Well, who could it hurt? Uh, winds of a... It's not, it, anyway, Winds of Abandon, uh, just, uh, I don't know, just a kind of a sweeper to exile stuff. I know it's not great, but, man, it's fine. I pulled the shiny one out of a pack, so. I had real good luck opening uh, Modern Horizons packs. I opened three Urzas, including a foil. I'm going to talk about the foil Urza next week. High Market, just a good land, you know, save your creatures, I guess. I don't know, what, it's fine here. Uh, Ghost Quarter, Scavenger Grounds, Core Sky Fisher. Core Sky Fisher is a um, two mana, two three with Flyer. Uh, and whenever it enters a battlefield, return a permanent you control to its owner's hand. It doesn't have Flash, but it does the same thing as the White Mane Lion, right? To any permanent. Smothering Tithe, because I'm the devil. No, I mean. I think that it is n it's never going to be wrong to run Smothering Tithe in your white deck, barring some other CMC considerations or competitive situations, considerations or something like that. But most of the time, in a deck that we would cat cat that we categorize as casual, you know, from a one to a nine point nine, I think you need a Smothering Tithe. I'm also fucking sick of it. I have actually, I've been playing on Cockatrice with my friends during the quarantine. And there have been games where I just haven't cast it because I'm f sick of fucking looking at it. And then there's other games where I've cast it and, and got a whole bunch of uh, treasures. It's obviously awesome. It's the best white card they've printed for Commander, I think, since I've been playing Commander. So, Sanctum Prelate. This card might be mean... I've never drawn it. Three mana for a 2-2. Two, two. This was from Conspiracy 2. As Sanctum Prelate enters the battlefield, not, uh, choose a number. Non-creature spells with CMC equal to its uh, that chosen number can't be cast. I mean, it can't shut out commanders like Draenith Magistrate, but I don't even know if it's any good, but it felt like it goes into a death and taxes deck. Sorry, an undeath and taxes deck. And um, yeah, it's fine. And and if there's something, you know, uh, if you know the blue mage is there, you can, you know, maybe cast a uh, call two and get rid of that fucking cyclonic rift to counter spells and stuff. Who knows? Uh, solemnity. So, fuck a duck. Solemnity. So, Solemnity is in this deck because, okay, this and Cather's Crusade go in and out of this slot. Cather's Crusade, I already play in a bunch of decks. It already wins a bunch of games. I don't want to deal with it. Or it's fine, it's just, it's gross. 
Solemnity, of course, is a three mana of enchantments. His players can't get counters, and counters can't be put on artifacts, creatures, enchantments, or lands. I don't have anything in this deck that gets counters. So it just shuts down a whole lot of other strategies. Um, and so if I'm gonna run some if I'm not gonna run the card that gives me all the counters, I want to make sure that nobody gets counters. If that makes any sense. Anyway, Solemnity, I also run it, you know, it, it fucks off super friends, it fucks off token decks. Um yeah, there's a lot of things it fucks with, but it really doesn't fuck with this deck. So. Windborn Muse. This is another, of course, uh, of the ghostly prison effects, but it's on a creature. Kanjali Sunwing. Uh, three mana for a 2-3 flyer. Creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. Listen, I could probably I should probably cut one of these. I should probably maybe cut the... Maybe this one? It has flying, though, which is nice with Audric, but Audric's not your commander, asshole. Um... This one, or maybe, I mean, the worst one is the is the opposing sovereign, but it's also the cheapest. But maybe I cut that one and put something else in here, you know, because that's that's four of those effects. That's not that's not necessary necessary. I don't think I'm really high. Uh, tithe one white for an instant from Visions. Search your library for a planes card. If you if you control fewer lands, you will. Then target opponent. You may search your library for an additional planes card, and then shuffle your li shuffle your library. Just a it's a draw two spell in white. Great card. Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, I already talked about that. Batter Skull, Jitte, Sword of the Animist. Those are just three targets. Endless Atlas. Just a way to draw some cards in the mono white deck. Generous gift, just a way to blow things up in the mono white deck. Containment Priest. Um, obviously just a cool card, originally a commander card, of course. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. I don't have anything that does that, I don't believe. So it, it's nothing but upside for me if it fucks with my opponents. And if it doesn't fuck with my opponents, it's a two mana, it's it's two mana at flash speed for a two, two, and a four four. If a catcher is in play. Mind's eye, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. White bordered ninth edition, eighth edition, weathered wayfarer. Weathered wayfarer is just a great card. Like I've said nine times already, you're always gonna be behind lands a little bit when you're playing mono white. And weather wayfarer can go get me not a ton of not a ton of powerful stuff to seek out in here. Maybe I should put Merit Lage that speed stage anyway, and um, but it can get me a soul ring. Or, uh, it can't get me a soul ring. Give me a strip mine. It can get me a Myria if it's late in the game and I need to bring some stuff back. Um, you know, it can get me one of the draw lands. It's not a, there's not a ton, but it's a good card to have in here, and it's a one drop that I can get with the Rangers. Soul ring. Um, so on one hand, it's a white bordered. Revised Soul Ring. And on the other hand, it's signed by Mark Tedden. So you tell me, is this ugly or not? Gyre Reach Sanitarium. You know, draw some cards. Pearl Medallion. Karmic Guide. Yes, yeah, a non-bow with rest in peace, but Karmic Guide's always a good card to have around. Marble Diamond. Nice, ugly-ass, white-bordered Marble Diamond. Austere Command, you know, just, just a good card. And last, 
not least, I guess, Recruiter of the Guard from Conspiracy. Uh, two and a white. For a 1-1 one, one human soldier, when, when Recruiter of the Guard enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with CMC 2 or less. Reveal it, put it in your hand. So it's, of course, it's the white version of the Imperial Recruiter. And in this deck, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like the Rangers, but it gets a two drop. There are a lot of good two drops in the deck, including the Stoneforge Mystic Thalia. Um, you, know, you know, if you need to slow them down, there's Spirit of the Labyrinth. There's the Imposing Sovereign. There's a lot of good two drops in the deck that can really, you know, uh, get things moving. But you know, this deck doesn't do a ton without Oketra because. Like it's really it's really uh, susceptible to a Dranith magistrate. So if you're gonna bribery me, anyway. But it's 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 not it's not a super powerful deck. I like it. It's not super powerful. I could add some real fucking stacks into this deck and make it while not like broken. I can make it a little more vicious. Can run some of those artifacts. Um. But uh, I thought about running the Karma Urborg combo, but, you know, or <laughs> what I really want to run is Angry Mob. Do you know Angry Mob? Angry Mob is from the dark. It, I'm doing this from memory. Hold on. It's two and two white. So two white, white for a fuck. It's a human and it's a, um, it's like a, is it a star star? Um, it's a star star or it's like a two two. Um, fuck, now I have to look. God damn it. Uh, no, it's okay. It's all right. It's a, it's a human, but it's, it's, it's power and toughness are two plus X and two plus X. <laughs> okay. And then it's got trample. And uh, during, I'm going to read the dark wording, and then I'll read a, uh, another one. Uh, during your turn, the stars below are both equal to the total number of swamps all opponents control. During any other player's turn, it equals zero. While somebody made a um, a uh, uh, one of those like MTG cardsmith fake cards, uh, I'm just looking on Google. It says Angry Mob, and at first I thought it was a reprint. I'm like, no, they didn't fucking reprint that. And then someone made it up. Um, and uh, uh, it, someone actually made Angry Mob up, probably not knowing that it was a real card. But it's a real card. So on, your t on, on any other player's turn, it's a 2-2 two -two with Trample. But then on your opponent's turn, it gets, and then on your turn, it gets plus X plus X or X's number swamps your opponent's control. So it's so I could run Urborg with the Weather Wayfarer and the Angry Mob and get a really big creature that someone can then just terminate. <laughs> so is it worth it? I don't know. Uh, but I could put in things like Smokestack and, and Static Orb and shit like that. I don't want to do that. I just wanted it to be Hate Bears. And I don't think I'm running any. I mean, Iona, I wouldn't have run anyway, but she's banned, so good. Um, I can't think of anything else I would have run. I guess that maybe a Meek Stone is kind of a second version of Crackdown. Um, you know, there are probably some more kind of hate, hatey cards out there. But uh, I'm not trying to go all in on the hate. Like, I'm not trying to make it so my opponents can't play. Like I said, just trying to slow them down. Just, just trying to slow them down. 
Um, I've won a few times with it. It's it's a fun. Uh, I don't know. I liked the idea. I don't know how it works. Like I don't know if it's any good. Uh, it's fine, but I like the idea. But uh, you know, oh, I even forgot to talk about my God Eternal Oketra. It's a um, it's the San Diego Comic Con. You know, the black ones when they did all five of the God Eternals in black. Uh, it is fucking wicked looking. I don't don't normally like these. Don't normally like these black ones. A friend of mine had his um had the Lilian, the Flipwalkers ones, and when you would flip them, and like you couldn't read them, you just couldn't tell what card it was. Oketra, like you can still, you know, it's still fucking Oketra, but it's a, it's a very pretty, um, it's a very pretty alternate art for the God Eternal. I don't know if I recommend this deck or not. I said I enjoy it. It fulfills a part of my play style that doesn't. Well, no, it's a it's a play style I don't play a lot of. I don't mind stacks, but people hate playing against it so much that I don't even, you know. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's not stacks. It's just hate bears. Simple country hate bears. I hated country bears. Wait, a lot of people hated country bears. That movie sucked. Anyway. <sighs> 2020, huh, guys? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, we can hope for like a nice half, a second half of the year rally. Yeah. Capping it all off in, in November 3rd, right? Or 4th, whatever it is. November, you know, the, the climax in, in the beginning of November where, where heroes arise and then we have like, you know, November and December is like, you know... Uh, uh, the 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 day you mock, right? Yeah, what the? And then if if you know uh, uh, you know Loki willing, we um managed to. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a Thorist. Is it a Thorist? A Norseman? What are people that like the Norse gods now? I don't know. Odinist. That's right. I'm not an Odinist. Anyway, I just uh, but I'm a comic fan. So um. By Tiamat, um, they uh, if Trump loses, then he's still going to be in office for like three months, like two and a half months. That's going to fucking suck. That might be the worst time of his presidency, by the way. Like, forget it. Forget about the fears of him not wanting to relinquish power, which don't get me wrong, those are legitimate fears. But like. Man, he's going to be such an intolerable little bitch during that time if he loses. And he's going to be an insufferable, dictatorial, totalitarian monster if he wins. You think he's bad now? Give him a fucking mandate. Have, have a, this is a, all second term elections for presidents are referendums. People talk about, oh, Biden this, Biden that. Listen, Biden wouldn't have been my first choice. But here's the thing. This, this election is not about Joe Biden. This election is a referendum on Donald, Jackoff, Trump. So, you know, Biden will do just fine. I understand the outcry and I understand the problems. I understand how problematic he is. I understand that he used to have stances that aren't great. His, his stances are fairly liberal. They're, they're mainstream Democrat, which is kind of what they wanted to have this year. I don't want to get into all that shit. 
I mean, I wanted Liz Warren, but I'm not going to get into all that shit. But this is a referendum on Trump. It, it, it almost always is. If George W. Bush had, like, not raised taxes, I don't think Bill Clinton would have beat him. It's just about the president. So, like, you know, John Kerry was a completely fine, boring candidate, but he, I think people tend there was like John Kerry messed up and Michael Dukakis was a wash. Yeah, but like, if they were going up against incumbents, incumbency is a huge fucking advantage. A majority of U.S. presidents have had two terms. Incumbency, we elected fucking Roosevelt four times. Incumbency is a huge advantage. Unless your only play is to pretend that you're an outsider trying to drain the swamp and say that and try to still say that Washington's full of fucking crooks when you are now Washington. You know, it's hard to play the outsider when you've been president for four years, but you know, hopefully he'll learn that on November 5th. Fourth, third, whatever. Anyway, it's a, it's about him. It's not it's not even about Biden. So, but uh, yeah, but I'm saying we could have this great we could have this great moment where we go fuck it, oh, and then um and then uh and then and then we have like yeah he'll be a little bitch and he'll do all sorts of fucking awful things but at least we'll know he'll be gone soon and as long as he doesn't blow up the fucking world which. You never know. And um, and everything, then we, we'll, we'll be able to relax a little bit at Christmas and we'll be able to look at those fucking in-laws and be like, what's up? I don't know, actually, most of my in-laws are cool. So, but like, what's up? How's your boy? But that's the fantasy. And as we've shown, this year has shown, man, we are not living in a fucking fantasy. This is some real shit. Michael Stipe told me I'd feel fine. Lion sack of shit. Go back to Athens, Mike. He's probably still in Athens. People always see him in Athens. Really, I remember when I was in college, I didn't go to college in Athens, but a lot of people did, including my brother, and they would always see Michael Stipe out and about. Probably some of the B-52s, too. I don't know. Have you ever been to a love shack? Now I'm just rambling. I'm honestly, I'm stalling because I'm trying to come up with a Christian Slater movie. I'm trying to come up with a Christian Slater movie. Okay, I got one. It's not really a Christian Slater movie. Interview with the Vampire. Okay. Starring Tom Cruise, uh, The Shell of Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas, Christian Slater. Um, Kirsten Dunst in one of her, if not her first role. It's campy as fuck. Okay, here's the here's the things that got going against it. Um, Christian Slater's in it. <laughs> no, no, um, he's fine. He he's playing a role that was originally supposed to be that was originally supposed to be River Phoenix. Wow, all right, that was originally supposed to be River Phoenix, and um, but River uh, died, um, and so Christian did it. And I think he gave all of his money to like something having to do with you know drugs and stuff, not to buy drugs, but to anyway. He's fine. The problem with that movie, and eh, you've heard me say it, I love me some Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's he's a he's a you know he's a hottie, but no, I just love me some Brad Pitt. But good God, is he terrible in Interview with the Vampire? He plays Louis, who's like the lead character. He is the vampire 
that doth been being interviewed that doth being interviewed I I was trying to go fancy I was trying to like make fun of the way they talk in the book and then I fucked it all up anyway I'm not a big Anne Rice fan I don't have anything against her or for her I read interview with the vampire I thought it was kind of boring but the movie's got this cool camp to it um it's not good but it's so fucking earnest like it's kind of funny and how over the top and melodramatic it is at times but the people making it don't know that or at least they don't let on that they know that and it's uh, it's just a, it's a big sincere vampire opera that that ve- feels very 90s. I mean, it was made in the mid 90s, but it's early 90s. Anyway, it feels super fucking 90s in the in the in the film stock and in the effects and like just the obviously it, it just the music. Like it just feels so fucking 90s, kind of like uh, Coppola's Dracula did. And um, so, so it takes you to, a, if, if you remember that time, it takes you to that time um, when the 90s were a weird time in movies, man. <laughs> they, were, they were weird. But, um, I mean, they were great and they were weird. But uh, it's, any, anyway, um, but, uh, you know, uh, Antonio Banderas is sexy as fuck and funny. And, but Brad is just, uh, no, sorry, not funny. No one's really, no, Cruz is funny. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Brad Pitt is so fucking boring in that movie, though. Like, he, they, they have him, they just drain him of all personality. Think of all the things that make Brad Pitt funny or charming or cute other than his physical. And take those away. And then have him wear, have him, have it be the period of Brad where I, I like him the least, which is his long hair period. His fucking Fabio period, Legends of the Fall and this. You know? Uh, where he's got the long flow. I mean, listen, he looks great, but he still looks like fucking Fabio. And so, um, anyway, uh, he's pretty dull in it. But Cruz, man, Cruz eats up the fucking scenery. You know, people were, people were aghast when they cast Tom Cruise. And listen, do you believe for a second that he's this fucking centuries-old vampire? You do not. But he is having a good time. Kind of like Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages is not really a good movie. But Tom Cruise is having a fucking blast because no one likes making movies more than Tom Cruise. He likes it more than he likes his own children. Nobody likes making movies more than Tom Cruise. And so when you see him in something like Interview with the Vampire, if you see him in a movie he looks bored, think about how bad that movie must have been to make. How awful it was if he looks bored. Because he never phones it in. He never, I, I can't think of a Tom Cruise performance where he truly phoned it in. I can think of good ones. I can think of bad ones. I can think of good movies and bad movies. Can't think of one where he fucking phones it in. He goes for it every time because no one likes making movies more than Tom fucking Cruise. In an interview with the vampire, he just steals the fucking show. Kirsten Dunst is great as the little girl vampire. You know, she's that's where she got famous. I want some more, whatever it was. Yeah, I want some more. It ends with a cheesy Guns N' Roses cover of a Rolling Stone song that's so on the nose that's awful and amazing at the same time. Anyway, I can't recommend it, but I totally recommend it. <laughs> it's not... It's 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 what it is, and it's so unapologetically what it is that I, I, you can't... Even if you even if you don't enjoy it, it's hard to be mad at it. It really is. It's hard to be mad at that movie because it's just... It just, it just tries. It's really trying to be something good. And it's not quite. But that's my Christian Slater recommendation. He's barely in it. But uh, it's better than telling you to watch fucking, you know, Robin Hood. 
It's a better movie than Robin Hood. Men in Tights, Prince of Thieves, whichever. Both of them. It's better than both of them. But, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll wrap this up. This went longer than I thought it was going to. But, uh, you know, I had to explain to you about Interview with the Vampire. In case you're, you know, like 12 years old and never saw it. Um, thank you for listening to Chad Gets High and Talks Bass Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I am I'm pretty damn high. And I talked to you about my God Eternal Oketra Hate Bear Undeath and Taxes deck. Um, stay safe. Be nice. Be kind. Um, this we can. This shit sucks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This shit sucks. But you know, there's nothing to do but get up the next day and try. Oh, and uh, in case you're wondering, uh, Black Lives Matter. And if uh, you had to hear that and be like, oh yeah, then uh, go fuck yourself. But. Um, yeah, and don't, yeah, anyway, <sighs> okay, good night. Antithesis Audio.